think about being a doctor, more specifically a surgeon, okay? Highly respected, very strong surgeon, very well known and all that. And you go, you're on your shift at the hospital that you work at or whatever. You're about to go and uh, do a liver transplant, okay? You do a liver transplant, everything is successful, and the liver that you removed from that person's body does not seem to be human. So what you do is you leave the room, the operating room, you go, you, you clean yourself off and all that, you just performed a successful surgery, and then you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to go back in the room, in the operating room, and because of course, you know, you're allowed to, you're the head surgeon for, you know, for crying out loud, you go back in, and you say in your in your mind, I'm going to check out that liver, I just want to get a look at it, I'm not going to touch it, I'm not going to break any protocols, any guidelines, I just want to get a look at it. You go back into the operating room. And you think you're going to examine this very weird looking liver, all right? And it's gone. What do you do after that? You go ask your superior, hey, what happened to this liver? And you're told like this, shut up about it. Don't say nothing. Okay, now you're going to see how that's going to come full circle. But um, before I do that, I do want to give a couple shout outs very quickly to uh, Macarius the Gemini 26. Uh, thank you so much, my friend, for watching. And Melanie and her boyfriend, Anthony. Melanie and Anthony, thank you so much for uh, for watching every day. I truly appreciate it. And I know that some of you guys still want to be shouted out. I promise I'll get to you guys over the weekend and going into next week as well. So, again, thank you so much. So, we got a lot to break down here, right? And for those who don't really go down rabbit holes, this is going to sound a little bit insane. But I would like you guys, very respectfully, to bear with me. So, Operation Crack harvesting et livers extraterrestrial livers to power the sacred books that ripple our dimensions so let's start from the very beginning when we talk about sacred books and all this what are we referring to we are referring to something called the 14 sacred books that essentially hold a lot of cosmic knowledge not all but a lot of cosmic knowledge as it pertains to this timeline now there's different types of knowledge that could be held within the quantum realm now we have the akashic records which is a bit more of a spiritual thing but again we notice through things like project looking glass and what have you that the vatican has devices where they could see into the past of certain events that occurred within a particular location when they point that device at a specific location and that is using the akashic records within the quantum realm to act as a sort of database and memory that is stored in a dimension other than this one that can provide illustrations of what occurred right now why is this important this is important because along with the fusion cell, something that I did an episode on a few weeks ago within the CIA, the fusion cell partly relies on the 14 sacred books in order to continue a sort of cosmic, uh, I guess we could say fluid timeline, if you will, but also it ripples the timeline using modern military technology and other things in order to create a more peaceful future for the elites. Now, what powers these books? That's the ultimate question extraterrestrial livers human livers can power it as well but it does it's kind of like when you're charging your iphone with a with, or your android with a um with a very shitty half-assed charger you just bought from the you know the local gas station compared to charging your phone with the charger that it actually came with when you bought the phone okay that's the best way i could probably describe it so let's take a look at why livers particularly extraterrestrial livers are so important now it depends on which being we're speaking about which ebe which extraterrestrial biological entity right however they all generally serve the same purpose so according to 
uh, hopkinsmedicine.org. All the blood leaving the stomach and intestines passes through the liver. The liver processes this blood and breaks it down and balances and creates the nutrients and also uh, metabolizes drugs and forms that are easier to use for the rest of the body or that are non-toxic. Now, the most important primary functions of the liver are bioproduction and excretion, metabolism of fats, enzyme activation, that's the key one, enzyme activation, storage of glycogen, vitamins, and minerals, synthesis of plasma proteins such as al... sorry albumin my apologies and clotting factors end quote now two key words i want you guys to pay attention to there plasma proteins all right and enzyme activation now this is significant because when we take a look at the fact that the cia already owns multiple skincare companies that are acting as a front as a skincare company but are truly extracting quantum information through human dna what we're going to see here is that this is being seeded into these livers that are powering the 14 sacred books okay now when we look at all of this we then have to turn to pubmed.ncbi.nim.nih.gov long it's a government website only they would make a url that long but anyways and i quote dna is a fractal antenna in electromagnetic fields all right so we're going to be jumping a little bit all over the place but just bear with me here so when we take a look at how dna strands can actually work as an antenna as a receiver and a broadcaster for quantum information that already explains how livers just the dna of a liver doesn't need to be connected to a living body can actually provide even in pure um physical three-dimensional death of the liver can still provide quantum information all right to these sacred books now why are these sacred books so important because as i said earlier when we look at the rippling of the timelines we have to understand that Everything that occurs here happens for a reason. And even though we might think that the elites are out to destroy us, we have to understand that they also need us in order to slowly destroy us. They don't want to destroy us in one big shot. Now, let's take a look here at something that I want to point out very significantly, which is the helicopter hieroglyphs. And this is all going to come full circle. So, according to Wikipedia, helicopter hieroglyphs refer to an Egyptian hieroglyph carving from the Temple of Seti at Abydos. All right, so let's take a look. When we look at this picture, end quote, what we're going to see here is what looks to be human-made helicopters, okay? What looks to be nuclear bombs, human-made submarines, and things like this. Why is this so coincidental? Do you think or subscribe to the theory that maybe civilization has sort of um, gone through cycles of destruction and then, you know, they've rebuilt themselves again? Sure. But why is it that every time this occurs, say every, you know, 100,000 years, human civilization is reset or destroyed with some type of natural disaster? Why is it that these hieroglyphs here seem to perfectly show, and these are completely legitimate, they have yet to be disproven, perfectly show vehicles that seem to be like something humans made? Why? Because Helad drones are using close to water frequencies because of something called plasma compression which is what I wanted you guys to keep an eye on earlier with that word, to teleport and create ripples within the timeline that allow for a more fluid future. So I know that's a lot to take in, so let's go one step at a time here. Let's take a look at what HELADs are. HELADs stand for High Energy Liquid Laser Area Defense System. And I quote, is a counter ram system under development that will use a powerful laser to shoot down rockets, missiles, artillery, and mortar shells, end quote. All right. Now, why is this so important? Because helads are made to shoot down, which we'll show right over here. 
are made to shoot down Chinese wave riders, okay? And I quote, China tests new wave rider hypersonic vehicle, end quote. Okay, so essentially what these wave riders do is they get very close to water because they understand and I'm talking about the Chinese as well as the Americans, they understand that when you get close to water, you can instill a more plasma, um, a, 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 my apologies, a plasma compression-based frequential vibration that actually ignites a lot of the teleportation abilities. And this is why you see a lot of UFOs so close to water all the time before they disappear. A lot of people, such as Commander Fravor, who saw the Tic Tac UFO as well as other ones, when he saw UFOs sit underwater and pop out again, we know for a fact that it doesn't matter if you're in water, air, fire, whatever, because if you can bend gravity, then essentially you've created a force field around that ship. So we know that. We've discussed that already. But the key here is that when they see, they think they see, the ships go deep underwater, that is not the case. They get close to being just above water, and then most of the time they're teleporting. All right. And so let's take a look here at how frequency affects water. And this is according to this is huso.com. And I quote, sound travels much farther in water than it does light. Now that's sound. Water is highly susceptible to oscillating frequencies. The molecules literally change shape depending on upon what frequency they are exposed to. Energized water is water charged with a specific frequency. End quote. Now, what if you can literally apply this plasma compression that is used through helads and through these drones as well to teleport when you're just above water it makes teleportation a hell of a lot easier i'll tell you that and on top of all that what we can see here is that you don't need to worry about anybody seeing because if you're doing it within a remote isolated location out somewhere in the earth somewhere on the ocean you don't have to worry right and so look at uh, take a look here the molecules literally change shape depending upon what frequency they're exposed to so what if you can curate and control a certain frequency to do this? Now, you might say, Dave, okay, now you're just using your imagination or something like this, right? Well, let's take a look here. According to thedrive.com, Navy UFO patent documents talk of space-time modification weapon detail experimental testing, end quote. Now, this is the headline, putting it up on the screen for those on YouTube right now. But it mentions here that they link to the patents, and it mentions deep within the patents within the article that they link it to, that a lot of these space-time modification weapons are made, yes, for general use when you're in air and things like this, but mainly used and patented for when these ships or these types of craft or technology, if you will, are close to water. So you see the connection here starting to come and it's starting to come together now. So what we're doing here, what we're seeing here is actually a combination of technology, spirituality, and different forms of science that are actually integrated because we have extraterrestrial livers that are powering these books to allow for the Akashic records to describe to the fusion cell when things need to be occur when things need to occur and it seems as though at least within this timeline that the most significant event that occurred within ancient times that these helads allowed these other drones to teleport to was that of ancient egypt because if we see by the hieroglyphs let's be real with ourselves guys we don't need evidence to support this what are the odds that there's going to be hieroglyphs from many thousands of years ago of helicopters submarines and what looks to be nuclear bombs thousands of years before they were invented and even if the egyptians were given technology by other beings or something like this or had knowledge we didn't realize it was a different type of technology it was technology that was harnessing the elements and the natural i guess we could say you know the, the natural metals rocks and materials and physical structures of their time 
right? It's kind of like taking a motorcycle from today and dropping it into the 15th century. They'll probably figure out how to ride it, but they'll never know how to, you know, uh, fill the gas up and things like this because they just didn't have the knowledge to do it. So what would they do? They'd probably restructure that motorcycle to make it fit in a different way. And it seems as though that's what the Egyptians did. But still, archaeologists, historians, uh, geologists cannot figure out what those ancient hieroglyphs were made for and why they look so similar to modern day helicopters and things like this. Now, this is where it's going to get really crazy. So just bear with me. It has been proposed through the 14 sacred books, according to a source of mine, that what occurred here was that these ships or these um, these drones were teleporting back and forth certain technologies like helicopters and submarines back into ancient Egypt for some battle that occurred to allow a certain faction of the Egyptians to win a battle that seems to overall affect the fluidity of the timeline that has occurred and rippled ever since, right? Because if you can go back in time and alter some things, you therefore alter everything that comes after it as well, right? Now you might say, Dave, what proof do you have of this? Well, let's take a look at something that a lot of people have talked about before, but have not really been able to figure out what it is. The Denver drones. Okay. Now I'm putting up some articles on the screen right now about the Denver drones. And you're going to see here what happened to the mysterious Denver drones, right? Obviously nobody knows what's going on here. So these drones, the sightings of the drones in Denver have dropped significantly, but the, the sightings that are still seen are close to water on beaches, and things like this. Why is that? Because again, when you get close to water, you can curate a frequency that is much easier to harness when you want to teleport. All right. And you have that information within you to be able to do that, whether you're an AI or whether you're a living being. And so when we look at all that, what we then notice is that there has been a strong a reoccurrence of drones that have been appearing. Guess where? Let's take a look within the Cagliari region of Italy. All right. And so why is this occurring over here? Because it is close to the Mediterranean. It is an island that I believe is part of Italy, but it is surrounded by water so that when these drones reappear, there's a far less chance of them being sighted. And then they can just repeat this over and over and over again. Right now, here's the interesting thing as well. When we look, for example, at things like plasma compression, what we're going to find here is that we're going to see if we look at the drive.com. Emails show Navy's UFO patents went through significant internal review, resulted in a demo. All right. Now it talks about how plasma compression fusion is used. So what we're seeing here is a reoccurrence of all these different technologies. Now the question then becomes, Dave, what, what do the livers have to do with the books that provide the power to all of this? Well, when we take a look at what the human liver is used for, and not just human liver, if we believe in extraterrestrials, just for, you know, hypothetically at the moment, for the sake of this episode, we can see that livers are also used from other extraterrestrial beings that are actually more powerful than ours, as I mentioned earlier. But what happens when you apply plasma compression through the use of helads that are close to that are harnessing the quantum information that is broadcasted to these drones that is sitting directly above water to teleport necessary weaponry and information to humans from the past now why is this the case i'm not sure but if we look at the cia time travel documents and things like this this is clearly very evident and again the drive.com has done some great things as well and what we'll see here is that when i mentioned china's wave rider weaponry earlier it has been proposed due to the lace agreement the low uh, low level augmentative crossbreeding experimentation that china is going to take the hit for some technological advances that are going to be claimed to fail and, and the U.S. will do that as well, when in reality, these are pure successful operations, 
Okay, so I want you guys to let me know what you think. It's a lot to take in. I totally understand that. But at the end of the day, we have to look at all the angles here and we have to connect as much as we can in a reasonable, logical way. So let's do a quick uh, recap very, very quickly. We have the drones that are not being seen in Denver anymore, but are appearing in the Cagliari area of Italy. All right. We have the drones that are seem to be getting close to water every time they magically disappear, similar to that of the UFOs right that people have seen and witnessed when they get close to water they just vanish not like they take off they just vanish not like they go into water they just disappear and we have the patents in the articles to suggest that this is the case and on top of all that when we look at how the akashic records are used through plasma compression in addition to the livers that are powering it we'll see that biology natural biology is needed in order to power certain types of quantum information if something is to be used through the ripple of time or, or something of the sort right so let me know what you guys think i got all the articles in the description for those watching on youtube if you really want to take a look and see because i know that it is a a lot to to delve into and jump into um but uh, that's all for today and we will catch you guys tomorrow thank you so much for watching cheers